Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is, what exactly goes into a business exit plan, and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now, because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is, and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello there. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a, a, a day of great interviews, and my next guest is no exception. Rich Cocuzo is with us from Sales Velocity Advisors, and uh, he and I are both members of a group called Provisors that is very well networked here in Orange County, Southern California, and, and uh, emerging around the country. And uh, Rich is the founder and president of Sales Velocity Advisors, as I said, a firm that specializes in leading the sales function for small and mid-sized companies, and he works with business owners and executives to unlock the potential of their sales team by focusing on people, process, and performance, three Ps. Powered by Sales Acceleration, their goal is to drive sustainability, long-term growth, for their clients. And uh, today we're going to talk about how you can achieve breakthrough sales results for your company. I've been looking forward to this interview. Rich, are you there? Yes, I am, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you. A real pleasure to speak with you and speak to your listeners. Well, thank you uh, for uh, again. It's our pleasure because you're bringing the ideas. I'm just bringing the I'm just bringing the questions. So, <laughs> so Rich, before we get started, what I'd like to do is ask you to give us a little bit of your background and uh, tell us about how you got into this area of business. Sure, thank you, Bill. Love to. So, um, by background, I, I've been uh, been in the business world for 35 plus years, and and uh, the. F- First 32, I spent it with FedEx. I was uh, uh, with them for a long time and, uh, in a variety of uh, sales and sales leadership roles, and uh, 17 years of which uh, were as a VP of sales for FedEx. So when that, uh, when that chapter of my career ended, you know, I kind of looked at the landscape here in, in Orange County, California, and, and decided, you know, what is it that I want to do next? What's my passion? And, and really, you know, my, my passion is helping small businesses build and, and coach and lead their sales teams. So that led me to the role that I'm in today. And I'm actually what you'd call a fractional sales VP uh, and doing what I do with sales velocity advisors. And, and all that means is that I work with multiple clients uh, at the same time in, in helping them achieve breakthrough sales results. That's a great background, Rich. Uh, it's a, it's a important part. You know, the, the four big building blocks, I think, of, of a business are uh, marketing, sales, finance, and administration. So sales is, is up there. It's huge. We all know it's, it's an important role, but what are some of the biggest mistakes you see that small business owners make when it comes to sales? That's a great question. Um, first, I think in, in many instances, Bill, you know, what you see with small businesses is that um, they don't recognize or, or just are... Um, not aware of the importance of coaching. 
and, and I've talked about this with different blogs that I've done in the past, and everybody needs to be coached, whether you're talking about the frontline sales professional or the sales leader, whoever that is, right? They need coaching, and, and, and you have to coach the individual, and it's got to be an ongoing practice. There needs to be a cadence to it and a level of regularity in having those conversations. So one of two things I'll say, number one, uh, you've got a business that doesn't have a sales leader, so the sales mm-hmm. professionals report to the owner or the CEO. And, of course, they don't have time to coach the salespeople. I mean, they're too busy running the business. They, they really can't be in the business coaching the sales folks. So, you know, hopefully they hire the right person and they tell them, they give them a playbook and they leave them to their own devices. And, and that's not good. You know, whether you're uh, a world-class athlete or, you know, a, a, somebody who's a, a role player on the bench, pick any sport – you need to be coached, and it needs to be active and ongoing, and there needs to be a cadence to it. So I see, I see that happen very often. And if there is a sales leader who's within the business, who's coaching that sales leader? You know, who's coaching right, the coaches? Right, that right. needs to happen as well. And so, so that's really the most common mistake that I see. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, you think about it in terms of overall effectiveness of the sales team and also retention of talented people – if you're not being coached on an ongoing basis, you're not going to achieve your full potential. And in some cases, you're not going to be able to retain those top performers because they're going to go someplace else. Coaching ties into the culture of a company. And if it's not there or it's inconsistent, you're, you're, not, going to be, uh, you're not going to be able to really optimize your, your, uh, your overall uh, effectiveness and success in the marketplace. Rich, I've heard it said that uh, good salespeople are born, not made. <laughs> and, and, you know, to some extent that might be true, but do, do you think that uh, a, a good salesman can be coached to become a great salesman? And if so, why do you say that? Absolutely, and have seen it over the years at FedEx and in, in, in my, my business today with Sales Velocity Advisors. Everybody needs to be coached. And, you know, I think we all have blind spots, Bill, whatever profession we're in. And, and, you know, so coaching is not just about that salesperson. It's really any, any functional area you want to talk about, marketing, it's finance, it's operations. Everybody needs feedback. Everybody has blind spots. Uh, and then there's an opportunity there to, you know, really help them improve their game. For example, you know, many of your listeners, whether it's tennis or golf, you know, they're active in their lives. And, you know, whether it's a casual uh, thing for them or whether they're really serious about it, uh, many of them will have a coach at some point in, in, their, in their lives, right, whether it's a swing coach for golf or whatever you have for tennis. I'm more of the golf than the tennis guy. And, mm-hmm. and so what's the whole purpose of having a coach? Well, you want to get better. You need somebody who can independently, from an un- unbiased perspective, look at your, the basic mechanics, how you're playing the game. Of course, you know, what you look for is they're going to praise the things that you're good at, you know, reinforce the positive, and then provide constructive critique on how you can improve different aspects of your game. Now, so that might be like a one-hour session, and then you, of course, as the, as the player, you know, whether it's tennis or golf, I mean, you have to go off and practice, right? You know, practice the things that your coach gave you in terms of areas to work on to improve in. And then you come back around the following week or the following month, and you have that next coaching session, and hopefully the things that you were supposed to work on you have and you've improved. And, and so it continues. There's a cadence and there's a regularity to it. Same thing holds true in the business world. I mean, you have to have that same type of approach 
coaching is not a bad thing. It's a good thing when it's done in a positive environment and you're trying to help that sales professional or sales leader improve their performance. It's it's critical to the success of the individual, critical to the success of the company. Do you find that a, a lot of in a lot of situations the uh, a missing ingredient is that the accountability and the metrics for the salespeople, the basic building blocks, are in terms of they have them or they're not measuring the right things or both. Yeah, they're yeah they're missing. They're, it, when there's, yeah. I, I imagine when you go into a situation, it's because they're saying we're maybe we're doing okay, but we should be doing a lot better. And when you find what some of those common issues are, you, we talked about the common right. mistakes is not having a coach, but do you find that some right. of those some of the what the the lead-ins for that, or is that we just let the salesperson do what they want to do, and and right. it's it's just not <laughs> enough. I you know, Bill, a great question, and I, I'm not a subscriber to the theory that you can't manage what you don't measure, and so you know, having sales metrics, performance expectations are critical, and those expectations need to tie back to the business plan, whatever that is. You know, so you should be you should be measuring. Uh, what you expect, and, you know, you have to inspect to expect, right? So here's a great example, talking with a, a client, and they use Salesforce, right? Many of your listeners are familiar with Salesforce. It's a CRM system that provides a dashboard right. visibility, right, to sales indices and pipeline and all that stuff. So they have Salesforce, which is the most common one out there, very popular. Millions of companies use it. So, it's, we ha- so the conversation with, with this business owner is, well, well we have Salesforce, but we don't coach to it. And so, and unfortunately, that's common. You know, they have a CRM system because that's a box you check, right? If you have a sales team, you've got a CRM system. But if you're not coaching to it, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, the biggest frustration, um, pain point you'll see for a sales professional, and it doesn't matter what the industry is, they hate the administrative part of the job, right? You know, they used to call it paperwork back in the day. Now, of course, it's, you know, data entry, you know, into your into your 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 phone or your your laptop. They hate that part of it, and so you know. But if the the information they're providing is used in a way that's going to help them from a coaching standpoint, going to help them be successful, going to help the company, uh, you know, achieve their revenue goals, and is going to put money, you know, bonus dollars in the pocket of that sales professional, then they do it. They have no problem doing it. And, and, of course, why, one of the reasons why a CRM system is so important beyond just a, a dashboard of, of that pipeline, you know, pipeline being prospects, closes, from a sales forecasting standpoint, what can you expect the next quarter, the quarter after that, and so forth. The other reason why it's so important is, is the data. It's the customer intelligence because salespeople change. You have turnover. Sales leaders change. So having that, that data repository, customer intelligence, What's the, real, you know, what's the past history that you've had with each of your clients? You lose your salesperson, all that institutional knowledge walks out the door. It's so frustrating, Bill, and I've seen it over the years at FedEx. You walk in the door, calling on a top client. There you are as the manager. You're with the new sales rep, and the new sales rep has no history. They don't know anything about what's transpired over the last one, two, three years. So from the client's perspective, they have to start all over again. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. And that's open yeah, the that doors is. to the competition. Because it's like, well, hey, you know, I like the last person. They're gone. I don't know you. You're, you're, you know, you're Joe or Nikki, new guy, new girl. So 
Why not bid my business? Why not look at this other provider that's been knocking on my door can, who I know better than you, you know, because I've got a relationship with them and, you know, there's no, there's, that is, there's so much risk that's there when that happens. So to your point, yes, metrics are important, critical performance metrics. It's critical to be measuring the right things that are going to tie back to the business plan, right, because your sales folks should be focused on activities that are going to drive the desired results. And you've got to be coaching to that. So it's it's a holistic approach to uh, to selling. And, and many companies, and not just small companies, Bill, many companies have a very hard time being successful in this space. And that's what holds them back from achieving breakthrough sales results. It makes a lot of sense, Rich. I mean, it, it's... Uh it's a difficult topic for a lot of people to get their head around, but it's not that, you know, it, it is, it's, it's what you say and how often you say it in a lot of the cases. Um, right. Do you, in your practice, do you target or specialize in any specific industries? No. Uh, industry agnostic. And matter of fact, even work with nonprofits. And, and, and it's, it's funny because in talking to some, some business owners, potential clients in some cases, you know, they really uh, they like the idea of bringing somebody in who's got a background in the industry, and and I understand that if you're hiring you know somebody permanently to be a full time employee, remember I'm a fractional sales VP, I'm not a permanent solution, right? I'm, I'm helping you get from where you are to where you want to be, and and helping you sustain that with the right leadership once I I move on uh, from you, um, you know, so it doesn't matter what the industry is because we're talking about selling and coaching fundamentals as it relates to sales. Those don't change from industry to industry. Are there nuances? Absolutely. I mean, you, you could have, depending on the industry, it could be a short sales cycle, it could be a long sales cycle. The average value for every order sold can be low, it can be high. Um, you know, there could be, and, and in terms of level of, of uh, of uh, industry expertise or specialization, you know, that's what you want to focus on in terms of the sales people and sales leader that are in your sales organization. I mean, I do think those things are important. But back to what you said before, are great salespeople born or can you, can you make them? I, w- I would uh, I'd submit that I've seen plenty of instances at FedEx and in my business today, sales velocity advisors, bringing in a sales leader or a salesperson who's got no experience in that particular industry. You know, let's say they were in a service business and now they're going to manufacturing or vice versa. It, didn't, it doesn't matter because what you're looking for are those attributes that allow somebody to be successful in their role. You can teach them industry knowledge. That's the easy part. It's helping somebody be high performance from a selling or from a leadership standpoint you know, there's traits and characteristics to go with that. That, to me, is so much more important than the industry background. And one more thing I'll add on the industry background, especially when you're talking about salespeople, uh, sometimes that's a detriment, bringing in somebody to your company who's from the same industry. And if they're a job hopper in particular, right, it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. you know, they, they're calling out a client, weren't you with ABC and now you're with XYZ? Oh, yeah, I, I made a change. And, and, you know, I think sometimes business owners look at that and say, well, they're going to have a book of clients they can bring with them, maybe. On the other hand, from a client <laughs> yeah. standpoint, you know, how does that look, right? Yeah, it could be a good a good thing or a bad thing. It makes sense. Now, when you're working with a client and over a period of time, uh, how do you measure success with your clients? 
So we have specific KPIs that are agreed to on the front end bill uh, in terms of deliverables. So usually, initially, uh, for the first 90 days, it's really uh, implementing very specific things, having a sales forecast, having a CRM system, and if they have one that's existing, optimizing it. Um, same thing on the sales compensation plan, you know, the bonus plan. If they have one, is it optimized? Does it need to be changed? So we're incenting the salespeople to sell the right things. So those, those are the deliverables that take place over the first 90 days, along with an assessment of their, their sales team. And then once that's complete, then we shift into specific KPIs that are tied to sales objectives. So that could be um, you know, ramping up revenue growth. It could be increasing profitability. It could be a combination of both. So myself and the business owner or the CEO, you know, we sit down and we jointly agree on what those should be, and, and that's how, you know, in terms of proof of performance on my part, that's how I'm measured. And that's a great thing about sales. You know, it's, it's very objective in terms of measurement. Here are the goals, and either you meet them or you don't. Yeah, it's like a math equation, right? <laughs> it either exactly. adds up or and, it doesn't. And I structure, you know, from a compensation standpoint for me, I mean, I structure my engagements that way as well. You know, where, you know, a portion is a fixed fee and a portion of it is tied to um, to performance. You know, I, I, I know what I can deliver based on past performance to small businesses. And, you know, I firmly believe that, you know, my ability to to demonstrate that should be a factor in, in my overall compensation and working with them. Great stuff so far, Rich. Do you have a brief story you could share, a success story you could share with our listeners? Sure. One that I think would res- resonate with your audience in particular, Bill, you know, talking about exit planning and retirement and what have you. Um, so I've got a client uh, that I worked with, and you know, you've heard the story before, you know, family-owned business, been around for 60, 70 years, uh, client was in their mid-60s, you know, he was the majority owner and, and wanted to exit, want, wanted to retire. Unfortunately, couldn't do that because the valuation of the business was not high enough uh, for them to be able to, to exit to sell. So uh, I was brought in to, to, you know, do what I do, you know, come in, do an assessment of the current state, um, whether, and that was assessing their current talent, and, and do you have the right people in the right positions, and, and then are they are they effective? You know, based on the sales metrics that you have. But even broader, from a broader standpoint, you know, looking at the sales strategy, did that tie back to the overall corporate strategy? Um, what type of sales processes that they have in place, or did they have them in place? And then, and then finally, you know, what that that structure looked like. Uh, in this case, you know, classic, and I see this a lot. There were some some C players uh, that needed to be coached out, uh, either redeployed to different roles or moved out of the company. Uh, there were some some um, there was opportunities to bring in some new talent into the organization and, and kind of reinvigorate uh, the team. And, and and then finally, the sales leader that they had was ineffective. Um, they wasn't domiciled in the right spot versus where clients were located and where the sales team was located, and frankly, um, was more focused on family, which is not, you know, I, I get it, work-life balance, but there's probably not a balance there. It was more on the personal life than it was on, on the business thing. And so he, he was just uh, misplaced, and we had a, to move on from that and bring in somebody that could really supercharge the team. So long story short, was able to, over a period of a year, um, bring in, you know, 
drive revenue by about a 25 to 30 percent increase, put in place um, a new, you know, some standardized selling processes and an infrastructure with new talent uh, that should will allow this this client to continue to grow. And he's talking to uh, some folks right now uh, in terms of you know what that time horizon looks like in terms of exiting, and probably still another two years or so down the road. Um, but when I came in, they weren't growing, and they were focused on a lot of low-margin products. Uh, and as I, and as I'm I'm in there and getting ready to to you know probably pass the baton on to the the owner and the sales leader, you know they're again they're growing at 20 25 percent clip, and and they're focused on high, higher-margin products. They've got the right team, and they've got a, a a foundation in place, both from a selling and coaching standpoint, that will carry them forward. So very optimistic that uh, this gentleman is going to be able to ride off or sail off, in his case, into the sunset two years down the road and, and sell at a valuation at or above what he needs uh, to do so. That's a great, great story, uh, Rich, and it, it goes to the heart of what I tell a lot of my clients, and that is you're going to have to uh, put the pedal to the metal and grow your way out of this business, and to do so, you're going to have to focus on sales, and to do that, you better call Rich Cocuzzo at Sales Velocity Advisors. Uh, Rich, let me tell our listeners your phone number to get in touch, and you're available for a a free 30-minute call for anybody is 949-429-8810. Let me give you that one more time, 949-429-8810. And basically, uh, to get in touch with you on the website, it's www.salesx, with the letter X, acceleration. So salesx, C-E-L-E-R, A-T-I-O-N dot com forward slash advisors forward slash rich dash Cocuzo, C-O-C-U-Z-Z-O. You look for that link on our website and you'll find a a direct link to that. So, Rich, really great information. Again, I took a whole page full of notes here and it it was great to talk with you and hear your tips and ideas for our listeners. And I really appreciate you coming on today. Well, Bill, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to speak with you and speak to your listeners. And, and as you said, um, be more, more than happy to talk with anyone um, that was listening today or listens uh, afterwards that would like some help in achieving breakthrough sales results. All right, terrific. Thanks so much. Uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.